Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Page 17, I saw the light. Oh, oh, oh. 
and I have to have a list of what number it is on the second TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks for writing that in the song about your song. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Praying, walk around, why praying, walk around, why praying, walk around, walk around my bedside walk around me, walk around, walk around me, walk around. Walk around me, Jesus. Walk around. Walk around my lips, I go. The Bible does say, check when you're on the campsite or going anywhere, just bury in your bathroom. Most of the Lord's walking around your campsite. I'm sleeping. Walk around. Why sleeping? Walk around. Why sleeping? Walk around. Walk around my bedside, Lord. Walk around me, Jesus. Walk around. Walk around me, Jesus. Walk around. Walk around me, Jesus. Walk around. Walk around my bedside, Lord. Yeah, we should invite the Lord to walk in our midst, in our homes, and kitchens, bedrooms, dining rooms, and our yard. All around us, walk around, Lord. Go at home. I am dying, walk around. When I am dying, walk around. When I am dying, Walk around, walk around my bedside, Lord. Walk around me, Jesus. Walk around, walk around me, Jesus. Walk around, walk around me, Jesus. Walk around, walk around my bedside, Lord. Walk around me, Jesus. Walk around, walk around me, Jesus. Walk around, walk around me, Jesus. Walk around, walk around my bedside, Lord. I said, walk around my bedside, Lord. Woo. You cannot beat those old-fashioned mountain songs. We have to get more of that type. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's go in prayer. Praise God. Lord, Heavenly Father, good morning, Father, good evening, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the seventh day of rest and worship. Thank you for this holy day, the set-apart, sanctified, sacred day. Thank you, Lord, for every brother and sister that have chosen to serve you this day to set aside everything else and to obey you, serve you, worship you, and love upon you this day. Thank you, Lord, for our brothers and sisters. 
we know that you see all of our afflictions and that you will deliver us from all of our afflictions. Please help us to endure into the end that we may be saved. We ask you, Lord, to realign our thoughts and our hearts and our priorities into the center of your will. Thank you, Lord, that today we'll continue that journey of coming out of Babylon, coming out of deception and lies of the world, and that you are continuing to open our eyes to see everything the way you see it. We ask, Lord, for your special blessing and anointing on the message and on everything that's said and done here. We ask that your spirit prevails in it and your goal, your purpose, that it will not be void or vain, but shall accomplish the purpose of which forfeit is set. We pray for the truth and nothing but the truth, so help us, God. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. So be it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's turn into the Bible in the book of Mark. Mark chapter 10. Today is the 14th day of the second month in God's calendar. And we have 22 days left until Pentecost. Amen. 22 days left until Pentecost. So we're counting down three weeks, basically. Across, which is a high holy day. You know, I have services both Saturday and Sunday that weekend because Pentecost always comes on Sunday. And it is an annual pilgrimage. So the miracle if anyone actually does the pilgrimage and actually shows up here, but Nevertheless, whether anybody obeys God or not, it is an annual pilgrimage. Amen. Now, of course, we understand when people live in other nations, but for Americans, there are really no excuse other than either ignorance, which the Bible says that even now, you know, at one time, at one time, God winked or otherwise turned a blind eye at people's ignorance. But now, he demands everyone everywhere to repent. In other words, he no longer allows the ignorance as an excuse. Amen? So, it's either ignorance or straight out disobedience for the Americans, but God no longer allows the excuse of ignorance because the Bible is there. Amen? Amen. The Bible is there. Read it. Amen? So we will look forward to that day of Pentecost. Amen. We will look forward to that day of Pentecost. Maybe we could have services outside that day. Or a special service. Amen. It'd be nice to have the fresh air help me wake up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, open up the window. That would help. Praise God. Open it up all the way. Then take a screwdriver and open it more. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is good. Mark chapter 10, verse 25. Mark 10, verse 25. 
it is easier for camels to go through the eye of a needle. Get my glasses on here. Than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of Theos, of God. I know most people say Theos, not Theos. But for the new people listening for the first time, I've done research into the ancient languages. And it is a myth that there is total agreement on how to pronounce the agent words. It's a myth. There's not total agreement of how to pronounce them or even the pronunciation or even the meaning of a lot of the agent words. So my research has shown it's actually CEOs, meaning VO, meaning Alpha Omega, meaning the Alpha and Omega. So this means God. And this verse was the first and the last verse of the new article we released, what, maybe last week or whenever it was recently. Uh, Brother Gerald had written that article for us, praise God. Excellent writing. Amen. Amen. And that new article was about Elon Musk. Elon Musk exposed everybody, all the conservatives, most conservatives are gloating all over, falling all over, falling on their knees to Elon Musk, treating him like he is some idol, like some god, like some king, because he's buying Twitter and will bring Trump back to Twitter and hopefully allow free speech and bring free speech back to Twitter. Well, I'm all in support of him buying Twitter, this I am, and I'm all in support of him bringing Trump back to Twitter and bringing free speech back to Twitter. All of those are good things. I really believe so. But that in itself does not make him a good guy. Hey, I've known a lot of wicked people that have done good things. Yeah, haven't you? If you haven't, you haven't lived yet. Maybe I'm a little bit older than some of you. Sometimes I feel like old as Moses. Uh, I've seen a lot of wicked people do good things. Just because you do a good deed doesn't make you a good person. The devil always mixes good and evil together because the good he uses as a carrot stick or a bait, worm, a fishing worm, a bait to draw people in, to deceive people. The Bible says here in Mark 10, verse 25, that it's easier for a camel Go to the eye of a needle. That's very difficult, isn't it? Then for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Think about that. Everybody is treating, speaking. (laughs) 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 
and everybody acting like Elon Musk is a saint. Hey, he's not a saint. Hey, man, he's not a saint. <clears throat> People that have not read that article yet, Elon Musk has promoted um, human robots, turning humans to androids, putting microchips in human brains. He also tortures animals in the animal scientific experiments. And of course, he wants to colonize Mars, which is against the will of God, absolutely. If you think about it, pray about it, that's against the will of God for humans to go to Mars. Huge waste of money. And that same money could be used to actually help people on Earth. Amen. And a whole list of other things, evil things that Elon, he, he's a Democrat, actually. He really is. He's a socialist. He's a communist. Just because he believes in free speech doesn't make him a good guy and it doesn't make him a conservative. That's only one thing. You look at all of his other teachings, doctrines, words, statements, he's definitely a communist. He's playing a game. He's playing a game. And he's part of the New World Order. Elon Musk is part of the New World Order. The powers that be are using Elon Musk in cooperation with Elon Musk to, to turn us into human robots like Daniel 2 does prophesy about that in the end time, the feet and toes of iron and clay, they would mix the iron and the clay together. That is our bodies being mixed with iron, turning us into robots, androids, just like the name of the phone I use is an android, just like data on Star Trek, human and robot. Everything comes full circle in that Star Trek. Everything's coming full circle. Elon Musk is evil. And this Bible verse says not only Elon, but you know, all rich people in general, it's very, very difficult, almost impossible. Not totally impossible, but almost impossible for rich men to be saved and to actually make it through into the first resurrection and be part of the marriage supper of God. Because that money is a pollution and a defilement and how they got that money. Amen? Amen. And how they keep making more money. How they're making money on the world population, on the vaccines and everything else. There's really no good guy billionaires. Brother Gerald had put that in that article about Elon Musk exposed at ISawTheLightMinistries.com. No good guys, no good guy billionaires, and that is absolutely true. It is absolutely true. No good guy billionaires. Think about it. Think about that. The Bible supports that because all we got to do now is turn over to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, verse 24. Now, Elon Musk is not the primary target of today's sermon. 
But this revelation started with exposing Elon Musk. Today, we're going one step forward. Amen? In Matthew 6, verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for he, either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth, both, at the same time. You can't do it. You've got to choose. You have to choose to either to be rich or to serve God, one or the other. You can't serve both. There's really no good guy billionaires. And so that would therefore include Donald Trump, the king of the mega universe. Therefore, because of these two Bible verses and many other Bible verses I'm going to share with you, today, and many points of evidence. Please give me time to share all the evidence that because of these Bible verses, additional Bible verses, and the evidence I will lay out to you today in this courtroom, I here now therefore declare that I no longer fully support Donald no longer fully support Donald Trump. And I never really fully supported him. But now I support him even less, much less, much, much, much less now. By the time I get done preaching this today, I'm probably going to reword that and say I no longer support him at all. Because the evidence that I'm going to speak forth out loud today, and these Bible verses are going to be undeniable. I'm preaching to myself as I preach to you. Now, I realize that Donald Trump was the best president since Ronald Reagan. I know that. I profess that. He did much good. He really did do a lot of good, a lot of good policies in economics and uh, against abortion and other good policies. He did a lot of good. He was definitely the best candidate for president at the time, but he is also a hypocrite. And I have much reason to believe that he just part of the game, playing the game, and that he's part of the New World Order, and that he was chosen by the New World Order, the Freemasons, as president. I have reason to believe, which I will lay out for you today, that really all presidents, the ones we love and the ones we don't love, really were chosen by the Freemasons or the Illuminati, secret societies, the power that be behind seen rather than our votes. And that he is just part of the game. Them against us. The New World Order against us. He's just part of it. 
Please give me the time to present the evidence. But first, let's go to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Luke 6, starting in verse 24. Our greatest instrument, tool, that we have available to us to know the truth and to see things the way God sees them is the scriptures. Amen. And the power of the Holy Ghost that is continuing teaching us, continuing to teach us, direct us and deliver us from all lies and deceptions. We need to allow the Holy Ghost of Jesus to sow that him that died but is alive. That's why we use the word ghost rather than spirit. Because he died, but is alive. When you use the word Holy Ghost, you are applying the blood of the crucifixion, the blood of Jesus. When you say spirit, we're not applying the blood. So Holy Ghost has more power to it. There's power in words. Amen. And it's not a wicked ghost. It is a holy ghost. So it's different. In Luke 6, verse 24, But woe to you who are rich, for you are receiving your comfort in full. Woe to you who have been filled now, meaning everything that you have, for you will be hungry, for you will be, you shall be hungry, even though you're full right now. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn, will mourn, and cry. Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for their forefathers used to treat the false prophets in the same way. Amen. There's a problem when the Christians and conservatives lift up, idolize rich billionaires and these billionaires have best-selling books and the top ten bestsellers or crowds. There are record-breaking crowds of people. Come on now. Donald Trump, everywhere he goes, all the rallies across America and even internationally, you have literally thousands of people lining up to see him, and these are record-breaking crowds. These are the really the largest crowds I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm getting to be an old man. I've never seen people crowd around, mass up in such large numbers for an American president, not even Ronald Reagan. When the world loves you, speaks well of you, it is a red flag. Amen? Billy Graham and all the other people that the world idolizes, lifts up, lifts up on high, lifts up on a pedestal, if they are drawn 
large numbers of people, something is wrong. Because the reality is, as the Bible teaches us, as life should be teaching us, as the Holy Ghost tries to teach us, that the world loves its own. And people do not want the truth, nor love the truth, nor do the people love righteousness. If you look at many of the people that worship Trump, and they don't like me to use that word, but when you look at their memes all across the internet, dressing up in the cartoon character Trump, dressed like Superman, or uh, dressed up like some kind of a medieval warrior and giant muscles and looking like a superhero and all this stuff and looking like a king and wearing a crown and uh, all this other stuff. They are doing nothing less than worshiping him. Left and right. All over the place. And not only that, but most of the people that support him will not accept any criticism of him at all. They will not accept any, 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 not even a little bit of criticism. Trump can do no wrong. That makes him out as God. He's not perfect. Come on now. Even if you support Trump a whole lot like I have, You've got to confess when he does do wrong, such as when he brought the vaccines to market. That right there is a huge flag. And then huge, huge flag. President Trump is totally responsible for bringing the toxic, fake vaccines that are killing people left and right he is the one that brought them to market in the last months of his presidency. He is the one that signed the executive orders to authorize them to be brought to market without all the necessary testing, to bypass normal testing and normal laws that were on the books. I mean, he, he actually signed executive orders saying he don't have to obey the law. Bring these to market now, immediately. Skip all the testing. Skip all the procedures. Skip all the regulations. Just throw this stuff together and bring it to market. He is the one that did that. And so all of these people that are constantly posting about how many people are dying from the vaccines how horrible the vaccines are, and how the vaccines is a new world order tool of genocide. Why are these same people never pointing the finger to Trump? He is the one that signed the papers. He is the one that brought them to market. And when you bring that up, they want to make some excuse. That's all some of his good plan. He's, he, it's just to kill the Democrats, some of them say. It's just to kill the Democrats. Bull crap.
They act like Trump is all-knowing. I've seen their words and their reactions to different comments. They act like Trump is all-knowing and all-wise, that he can do no evil. I speak the truth about the way they think. God is my witness. Amen. But this Bible verse here in Luke 6 says, Woe to you who are rich. In other words, all the money, food, mansions, and luxuries that they are enjoying now is their full reward. They're not going to get a reward in heaven or in the kingdom of God. They're not, for the most part. If they want to inherit the kingdom of God, they have to stop loving the money so much and start helping the people a whole lot more. Amen. Father says that if you want to follow God, that you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Him. How are you? How do you say that Trump? But everybody says. He's a man of God. He's called of God and all this. Has he denied himself? I know that he did not get paid as president, but come on, he still has multiple mansions all over the world and billions of dollars and everything. Come on now. Just because he gave up $250,000 a year, come on. That's crackers to him. That's like throwing away a court to Trump. He didn't deny himself. He was constantly boasting himself. Constantly. Amen? He was constantly, constantly boasting himself. He was the most powerful president they've ever had. Now, I know Obama was also extremely powerful. Had a very proud look to him. But I think Trump even breaks that record. I think Trump is definitely more proudful in the words that he used. Let's look at 1 Timothy 6. And we know what the Bible says. We're not going to read those verses. But we know what the Bible says about pride. Amen? But Trump was one of the most proudful persons I've ever seen anywhere. Amen? Trump was one of the most proudful persons I've ever seen anywhere in my entire life. On TV, movies, Hollywood stars, musicians, politics, any part of life, Trump was the most proudful person I've ever seen in my entire life. How is he going to enter the kingdom of God? That level of pride, you cannot enter the kingdom of God without denying yourself. He's going to have to learn to deny himself. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6. But godliness is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. 
For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering with these, we should be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation, amen, and a snare, a trap, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of many kinds of evil, and some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Amen? Amen. Did Trump follow this scripture when he had food and covering? Was he content that that was enough and sufficient for him? No. He wanted more and more. And when he bought his first company, and when he got the next company, and the next company, and the next company, and the next company, and then the next apartment building, and the next skyscraper, and the next corporation, and the next corporation, and the next stock, was he ever content? No. So we're seeing Bible verse after Bible verse after Bible verse that Trump has not obeyed. Pride, riches, and wealth, and not being content with what he already has. This is a pattern of the millionaires and billionaires and the world elite. It's never enough. They always want more. Amen? And that, my friends, is demonic. You always want more and more and more, and nothing is ever sufficient. Because Christ is not sufficient for them. Amen? James chapter 4. James 4, verse 3. James 4, verse 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You are duchesses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Amen. Therefore, whoever desires to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Amen. Notice how the end of verse 3, the last part of verse 3, is talking about spending on your own pleasures. It's billionaires that have multiple mansions, multiple beach houses, <clears throat> and vacation spots, and that get to go on, I don't know how many vacations per year. I mean, they have at least one or two vacations every month. Every month. Come on now. Talking about passion and pleasure uncontrolled and spinning lavishly. 
Bathsheba'sness instead of helping the poor and the needy. Come on now. How is this a man of God? James 5, verse 1. James 5, verse 1. Come now, you rich, cry and howl for your miseries which are going to come upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments have been moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver have rusted and the rust will be a witness against you and will consume your flesh like fire. It is in the last days that you have stored up your treasure. Behold, the pay of the laborers who mowed your fields and which have been repelled by you cries out against you and the outcry of those who did the harvesting have reached the ears of the Lord of all creation. Verse 5, you have lived luxuriously on the earth and led a life of self-indulgence. Isn't that Trump? And Elon Musk? Amen. And every member of Congress, both Republican and Democrat, both sides, all of them. The American Congress is nothing but rich millionaires, every one of them. Every one of them. A life of self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and put to death the righteous man. He does not resist you. Therefore be patient, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and the late rains. In other words, the Lord will repay. Amen? The Lord will repay. The rich are rich because they have stolen our pay, our taxes, our income and have uh, made us pay interest, which is against the law of God, for them to charge us interest. It's not a sin for us to pay that interest, but it is a sin for them to charge us interest. Read the Bible. Amen. The rich get rich on the backs of the poor. And I am sure that Trump has charged entrance. Come on now. Don't be naive. I am sure that Trump has charged interest. Amen? He owns a lot of property. How much rent does he charge? Amen? Now we have seen the scriptures. Now let me go over the evidence other than the scriptures. The evidence is enough. The scriptures themselves are enough evidence to convict Trump. Amen? Amen. The scriptures all by themselves is enough evidence against Trump. I could close my case right now. But this court hearing will continue. Here's the other points of evidence that I present. He met in person with Pope Francis. We know that Pope Francis is, uh, as well as Pope Benedict, that they are the false prophet of Revelation 13. 
We know that they are fallen angels, demons, according to the Bible. We know that actually Pope Francis, if you read the Bible very carefully, with the help of the Holy Ghost, Pope Francis not only is a fallen angel and a false prophet, but he is actually literally Satan. Literally, Pope Francis is literally Satan. That's who he actually is. We know that the scriptures tell us that Satan himself appears as an angel of light or a messenger of light. Even a pastor of light. It can be translated like that as well. We know that the Roman Catholic Church is responsible for banning ownership of the Bible for something like 1,600 years. How can a man of God meet with Satan shake hands with him, smile at him, and sit down and eat dinner with him, and work in cooperation with him, and glorify him, and not act like he's the enemy. Come on now. Trump claims to be Protestant. But the Protestant church, supposedly, come on now, supposedly the Protestant church is protesting, that's what it means, against the Catholic Church. But here's the Protestant Church shaking hands with the enemy. And we know that he is, uh, Trump is married to the enemy. We know that he's married to, uh, his wife is Catholic. We know that his wife is Catholic. What does the Bible say in 2 Corinthians? That what fellowship does light have with darkness? Do not be unequally yoked with them. What, what, what fellowship does the temple of God have with demons? Come on now. He's in bed with the enemy. Trump was in the office of the U.S. President for four years. Four years. And during those four years, he did not remove Assad. He did not overthrow Assad. He had the power, well, supposedly had the power to overthrow Assad. And Assad was using chemical weapons repeatedly in those four years. Amen? Assad was using chemical weapons repeatedly in those four years. That was supposed to be the red line. Trump only gave him a slap on the hand. Did not remove Assad from office, but he should have, or at least he should have tried. And what about Trump's past associates before he became president, who did he hang out with? 
all the way up to the time that he began to run for president. He was friends with Nancy Pelosi and all the other Democrats. He was constantly shaking hands with them, hugging them, having dinner parties with them, laughing with them, partying with them on a regular basis, on a regular basis. He is part of them. He is part of the New World Order elite. Make no mistake about it. He is one of them. And when Iran attacked the Americans with long-range missiles against the Americans and American military soldiers in Iraq, what did Trump do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Come on now. We in Iran our arch enemy and the arch enemy of Israel, our brothers and our allies. And Iran takes multiple missiles, huge missiles, but not rockets, but real missiles, intercontinental missiles, and targets and strikes and successfully hits American soldiers, even though Supposedly it didn't kill none of them, but it severely injured them. What kind of so-called president and what kind of so-called man of God and what so-called what so-called hero does not avenge such and just lays down and plays death? It's ridiculous. I called him out at that time, did I not? It's ridiculous. Now, Ronald Reagan would have uh, <laughs> let loose. Ronald Reagan would have let loose. Amen? And not only did Trump bring the vaccines into market, but he has promoted the vaccines by claiming that he got vaccinated and he even claims that he got the booster shot, but I don't believe he was truly vaccinated. Pastor Ehub in Nigeria, which is part of the Council of Elders, and I both agree and believe that all of the world leaders that have supposedly received these vaccines, they did not take the vaccine. They did not. It's just a play. It's just a game. It's just a movie that they are playing for us. Amen? Pastor Ehub and I agree on this, that they didn't take the vaccine. Supposedly, Queen Elizabeth took Come on, Queen Elizabeth. I joke about being as old as Moses, but Queen Elizabeth really is as old as Moses. Come on now. An old woman like that? A fragile little tiny old woman like that taking this poison in her body, she would have fell over dead immediately if that was real. It's fake. Trump didn't take it. Queen Elizabeth didn't take it. 
the Prime Minister of Canada didn't take it. Putin didn't take it. It's all fake. It's all a game. So that the citizens, so that the so that the uh, peasants, amen. So that the slaves, so that we will take it. That they pretended to do it. Trump is part of the new world order. He's part of the genocide. He's guilty of murder. I present to you in this courtroom today that Trump is guilty of murder and even the killing of babies that he pretended to defend against abortion. He is responsible for the injections of, of little kids that they are injecting with this poison. Trump is responsible for this. He told Candace Owens, a black lady conservative leader who herself is a hypocrite as well, he told Candace Owens in an interview that you can still see on YouTube, you can see it with your own eyes, you can listen to it with your own ears. He told her that people don't die from COVID when they take the vaccine. The vaccines basically save your life. That the only people dying and getting sick and going to the hospital are the people that don't take the vaccines. That's a lie. It is a straight out lie. Claiming that the vaccines save lives. That it's the unvaccinated that's getting sick, going to the hospital and dying. And the truth is the exact opposite. Not, not only is Trump the person that brought them to market, but he's promoting them and telling lies in, in promotion of them. And what is he doing right now in politics? Just a few days ago or a week ago or something like that, a week or two ago, he stood up in Greensboro, Pennsylvania, at a rally in Greensboro, Pennsylvania, to promote and uh, endorse Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is a Muslim running on the Republican ticket, a Muslim on the Republican ticket for Senator of Pennsylvania, and Trump is endorsing and promoting him. This is lunacy. This is ridiculous. How can he be a man of God promoting a Muslim into American government? This is Antichrist. Dr. Oz not only is a Muslim, but he is also part of the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum is an arm of the New World Order. Dr. Oz has at least two articles that I know of on the World Economic Forum website. And Dr. Oz is a friend and co-worker of Oprah Winfrey. Come on now. Why is the Republican Party even allowing Dr. Oz to run as a Republican on the Republican ticket? Why is the Republican Party 
not banning him. They have that power. They have done it to other people to ban people from running as a Republican. How come they're not banning Dr. Oz? Come on now. How come the Republican Party has not disfellowshipped and banned and kicked out uh, Mitt Romney and Susan Collins of Maine, Mitt Romney of Utah, Susan Collins of Maine, and that woman named Kane, I don't know her first name, uh, Kane's wife, he died and she took his place. All three of those are actually Democrats on the Republican Party ticket, three different states. How come the Republican, and now Dr. Oz as a senator on the Republican Party. Four different Democrats, basically. Four different communists. Four different enemies of America on the Republican ticket. How come the Republican Party has not disfellowshipped these four people and said, no, you are not allowed to represent our political party? They got the power to say that and to take that action. How come they're not doing it? I tell you, on both sides, the Republican Party, I've always supported. I will continue to support. But the Republican Party is playing us. We're being played. We are being played by the New World Order elite. It is a political game, and we are all victims of it. Donald Trump owns stock. And guess what companies? What companies does Donald Trump own stocks? He owns stocks in the, uh, in the demonic Amazon Corporation, the demonic Google Corporation, and in the demonic Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, vaccine companies. He brought these vaccines to market making more money, more money, on top of more money, on top of more money. He owns stocks in these vaccine companies. Now, rather, he gave up those stocks when he became president. I'm not for sure. Maybe he gave them up before he became president, or maybe he gave them up before he signed the order to bring these vaccines to market. I don't know. But I know that at one time, he did definitely own stocks in all these companies. He is part of them. Amen. Supposedly, his chief spiritual advisor for many years, as I guess all four years as president, has been Paula White. Who is Paula White? Paula White is a female, rich, rich, filthy rich, female television evangelist. She is Babylon. She herself is part of the New World. Amen. She herself is worshipped as a god among women, evangelists, so-called Christians. Babylizing her, buying her books, buying her sermons, buying her CDs. Left and right, she is a cult leader. Speaking of cults, Trump and his associates 
even Mike Pompey, as much as I have loved Mike Pompey, he himself just part of the game. Part of the game. They have endorsed and praised, repeatedly praised the Unification Church, the Moonies, the cult that was founded by Sun Moon, Mr. Moon in South Korea in 1954. It is a cult worldwide, not just in Korea, but even in America and across the world, Unification Church, the Moonies, Trump and his associates have repeatedly praised that cult. And Trump's daughter, I don't know how you pronounce this, Ivanka Trump, is on the World Economic Forum herself. Again, that's an arm of the New World Order. And she promotes having a federal nationwide database of all, all, every bit of your personal information. Every job that you obtain, every job you're fired from, every job you quit, all of your health conditions, your credit score, everybody you owe, all the money you make, and everything you do. A federal database of all of your information, both personal and private, everything that is to be known about you, which, of course, they already have that stuff, but she's promoting a federal database by the federal government for that separate from the CIA and the FBI and additional uh, technology, um, additional, additional, on top of what they've already got, technologies and databases to um, keep track of you even more than what they do. And what happened, what happened when Biden was declared by the Anunilati, by mainstream media, by Fox News, by CNN, by NBC. What happened when all these mainstream medias declared Biden as president? Did Trump stand and fight like a man of God would? Come on, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Did Trump stand like a real man, like an alpha? You know, they always have those cartoons of him with big muscles, like a king, like a superman, like a great hero. But when it really, really, really mattered when the fate of America was on the cutting line and on the red line and at the most important moment in modern American history, what did Trump do? Did he stand and fight? Or did he just surrender America over to the Chinese? Let's say it the way it is. He handed America over to the Chinese, as well as to the Russians, to the New World Order. He handed it over. Here you go, it's yours. It's yours, the whole nation of America, and every citizen of America, and every Christian in America, and every conservative in America, and every Republican in America, 
They are your peasants. They are your slaves. Here you go, Biden. It's yours. You didn't stand and fight for us. Why are people standing and fighting for Trump? Why should we fight for Trump? He didn't fight for us. It's all a game. He's part of the game. And Trump and Hillary Clinton share a link in their family tree. They are distant cousins. They are of the same silver spoon, rich, elite, new world order bloodline. We know that the new world order elites share bloodlines. We know it runs in the family. Amen? He's part of the system. He's just one of them, them against us. Four years in office, he did not stop Bill Gates or any of the other New World Order elites. Come on, is he Superman? Is he God? Is he a hero? Is he a man of God? Is he a warrior? No, he did not stop Bill Gates from buying up a huge, 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 huge number of American farms, American factories. Let it be. He just like he just let it be. Before Trump supposedly won his election, I thought that the federal elections were rigged. Just part of the game, part of the system. But then Trump supposedly won as a president. And then I again, or then at that time, I thought, well, if Trump could be president, Maybe the elections really are real. Maybe the American people really did actually vote their president, the one they wanted into office. But let's get real. Let's get real. When he was running for president and when it came time for that election, he was under intense opposition in the mainstream media, many people in the American citizenship was not yet gloating over him as much as they do right now. He was not yet that Superman. He was really up against competition. Hillary Clinton was a strong competitor. You have a lot of women voters in America. Have a lot of women leaders, women, women business leaders, women uh, church leaders, and women in general. She was big among the women, and of course among black people and Mexicans and all the Democrats and all that. And at that time, at that time, Hillary Clinton didn't look that radical, even though she's always been. But she was putting on a good game. I really never thought that Trump had a chance. I know that some of you that's been in the ministry that long, you remember those days, what I said. I really didn't think Trump had a chance 
in the world. How did he become president? Looking back at it now, remembering how shocked I was that he actually became president in the context of everything that was going on at that time. It doesn't make sense. Reality is, I must go back to my former way of thinking, that the federal elections are always, always chosen by the Freemasons and the Illuminati. Always. Our vote for American president really does not count. It's what I used to say, and I'm going back to that. I was fooled by Trump for four years, five years now, I guess, but no, no more, no more. It's evident by the American dollar bill, artwork and statues and features and worships in D.C. that the Freemasons had in the 16, 17, and 1800s great power in those centuries. And I believe they still have much power in the government. In fact, a lot of the members of the American Congress are Catholic. And Catholic is Freemasonry. Make no mistake about it. The Catholic Church is the church of Freemasonry. Of course, Islam is also Freemasonry, and the Catholic Church is Islam. On the website, and I saw the late ministries, they have an article about the false prophet, which includes uh, includes 18 different ways that the Catholic Church and Islam are the same. 18 different ways that the Catholic Church and Islam are the same. <clears throat> and in the articles I've written about the King James Bible and the corruption of the Bible, I have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt with much evidence that the King James Bible and the Catholic Church is Freemasonry. We are, being, we, are being, we are being run by a Congress of Freemasons. I believe Trump is a Freemason. Now, of course, we must consider that God has used these people. I believe that God has used Trump, but that doesn't make him a man of God. That's different. You can be used by God without being a man of God. God has used uh, even Satan himself. God uses the wicked. God brought King Nebuchadnezzar into uh, power in the Babylonian Empire. The Babylonian Empire was a very evil, demonic empire. But God brought Nebuchadnezzar into power. And the same thing with the Persian Empire after that. It was a very demonic, evil, wicked empire that God brought the Persian Empire into being. And then the same thing with the Greek Empire after that. The same thing into the Roman Empire after that. And the same thing with the end time sin of perdition, which we call, in our modern day vocabulary, the Antichrist. God will bring the Antichrist to power. It says so in the Bible. It says so. 
So just because God blesses something and just because God brings something into being doesn't mean that they're good. So even if God did bring Trump into power, does not automatically make Trump a man of God. And just because God brought the Freemasons into power, Washington, D.C., and George Washington, and again, I support George Washington, and I believe he was protected by God. There was a coat that he wore, George Washington, that is still in existence, one of his coats that he wore, that has three bullet holes in it, three bullet holes. George Washington was shot three times and didn't even hurt him. Did not even hurt him. He was protected by God, and God used that Freemason to establish the American government and other Freemasons as the forefathers of the American government. <clears throat> It's difficult to understand all of God's decisions, all of God's choices, and how He works. It's difficult because we don't say we we don't see the full picture. We don't see the full picture. We don't, and we cannot second guess God. We can't. We we don't even need to ask those difficult questions. Why does God do that? We don't need to ask those questions because. We're not God, and we have no right to second-guess God. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Only thing we need to understand is that God brings in the governments, the empires, the kings, the presidents, and he uses the powers that be. He uses those that are in authority. He brings people into authority. He brings the empires and presidents to be. And it's ultimately his choice. And he decides the outcome of wars and the battles to come and so forth. <clears throat> and I can therefore, I can therefore support George Washington. It may, it may make me out to be a hypocrite. It may make me sound like a hypocrite because it's hard for humans to understand such things. But the bottom line is I support God's choices. Amen? I may not understand all of God's choices, but I support God's choices. We should support the administration of the kingdom of God. We may not always agree with it. We may not always understand it. But we should always support the decisions of God, even when we don't like that. So that was a lesson when Brother Anthony, and I bring up his name not to condemn him, but just to make it easier for me to talk about them, just to make it easier for me to share my feelings right now, what's in my heart, my mind, my spirit, my soul, 
as the Holy Ghost leads them. Brother Anthony, I loved him. Really did love that guy. Still do. Love to see him here, part of the congregation, as a co-worker. He was part of the ministry. I baptized him. He came to services all the time. He contributed into the ministry. He was a good brother. But I made a decision that I had to make as an administrator of the church. He didn't agree with it. And he is no longer with us because he rebelled against the authority of God. He didn't understand my decision. I I still stand by the decision. I know I made the right decision. I know I did. I have no doubt about it. I made the right decision. But even if I had made a wrong decision, God put me in his office. And you may not always agree with everything I say and every decision I make, but God put me in his office. And we are to respect the decisions God makes and that the administration of the church makes. So I still respect George Washington, a man that God used, even though he was part of the New World Order, he was part of the Freemasons, And part of me still respects Trump to one, some, some, some extent. I don't understand all of it. And I don't know how it occurs. I don't know if maybe the Freemasons and the Illuminati, the Illuminati, I don't know if those two secret societies have different values and they're competing against one another. I don't know. I don't know if the Freemasons are mostly Republicans and the Illuminati are mostly Democrats. I don't know how that works because I'm not behind the scenes. I don't know if maybe they're competing against one another and they're battling it out and how they choose the president. I don't know if maybe they come together and do a lottery like in the Bible and like even in those ancient empires and how even in the kingdom of God, how they used to do lotteries to choose people and choose decisions and make decisions. I don't know if they have a lottery and the name they pull out of the hat is the winner of the election. I don't know how they do it. I don't know if they're competing, if those two different secret societies are competing against one another if they're warring against each other, if they have different parties, if they have different values. I don't know if they choose by lottery. I don't know if they're simply taking turns about, okay, the Illuminati president for so many years or being the Freemason president for so many years. I don't know. There's so much I don't know or understand. But either way, I believe that every presidential election is chosen on our behalf by the New World Order. 
one way or another. However, I will continue to do my part in standing against evil by voting against the most wicked candidate, the president, in each presidential election, even if our vote doesn't count. That might not make sense to you, but here's my reasoning. Even if our vote doesn't count for president, even if vote is chosen for us, when we campaign for a president, we're lifting our voice. And we're saying, you've got two candidates up there, and one of them is publicly, regardless of what's going on behind the scenes, one of them is publicly promoting communism, abortion, and all kinds of evil. Islam, homosexuality, and all kinds of evil. And the other political candidate for president is at least claiming publicly to be against communism and all this stuff and against evil. So I, as a citizen that under the American Constitution has a right to vote and has a right to choose our president, I'm exercising my right as an American citizen, whether they uh, oblige my right or not, whether they count my vote or not. I'm still exercising my right and will continue to exercise my right to lift my voice, to vote for president, to exercise that right, and to make a stand against the most evil candidates. It's important for us to lift our voices. It's important for us to verbalize uh, our stand against evil, even if it does nothing. It's good for our soul. It's good for our soul. And I believe it's absolutely acceptable and good in the eyes of God for us to Make a stand against evil, even if our vote doesn't count, even if it's all part of a game by the new Lord order. And all of that may not make sense to everyone, but that's the position that I'm going to take. And in the November elections, there's other political office as well, other political offices, governors and so forth, senators, state representatives. <clears throat> it's not just voting just for president. So it's important because I don't think that they choose all of the state governors and all the state senators. And they, I think that our vote does count on some of those political offices, maybe not all of them, but I think our vote does count on some of those political offices. So I think it's still important to go vote in every election. And who knows? Maybe, maybe occasionally the Freemasons, the Illuminati, the New World Order elite government that really runs everything behind the scenes. Maybe every once in a while, we don't know everything. We don't understand everything. Maybe every once in a while, they do say, 
Look at what the people are voting for. Look at what the people are doing. Look at what the people want. Because we don't understand everything that how their brain works, how they make all their decisions. So I think we still should exercise our free will and our political rights that paying for and to vote for who we think should be in that office. Who knows that God may hear our prayers and our petitions and see our votes and give us a win every now and then. And like I said, I don't know how, how it all works. So maybe the Freemasons do. Maybe most of the Freemasons are Republicans and the Illuminati being a separate and different, distinct secret society or mostly the Democrats. Maybe they're competing against one another. And maybe by lifting our voices up for the best candidate, that we influence something. I do believe that what you put out into the universe comes back to you. They call it karma. We know it's not karma, but it is the energy of God, and that God is in the lamp, God is in the fire, God is in the light, God is in the, the wood and the stone and the plastic, the humans, the animals, and the insects, the plants, the trees. God is everywhere. You cannot hide from God. He is everywhere. And even the positive energy and the positive thoughts and the negative energy and the negative thoughts. There's power in your words and there's power in your actions. And when you do positive things, when you do positive things, and when you try to make a difference in this world, and when you try to put uh, righteousness and, and, and try to uh, support righteousness and stand against the evil, I believe that God blesses that. And I believe that when you make a stand against evil and speak against wicked candidates, I believe that sometimes God considers that in his choices about who he brings to power. I think we have no excuse. Continue or no excuse not to continue. We should continue to support the best candidate. Nevertheless, we should never lift up any of those presidents or any of those candidates as being God and some marvelous idol that can make no mistake and could do no harm. Come on now. We have to confess that Trump has made many mistakes and a lot of them huge. And a lot of those so-called mistakes, part of the plan. And he was definitely chosen, chosen by the New World Order. He was still the best candidate, but he was chosen by the New World Order elite. And we have to hold him you know, accountable for the evils that he brought upon society. We have to hold Trump accountable uh, for the vaccine. We should not give him a free ticket on that. We should not forgive him for that. He continues to support the vaccines. And it's not enough just to boo him 
only when he brings up the nations. That's not enough. We have to expose him as being part of the new world and having been chosen by the elite and part of the genocidal plan and part of murdering the babies and not defending America against Iran and not defending America against Biden. He should have stood up if he really is a man of God, if he really is uh, a hero and a superman like everybody makes him out to be. He should have stood his ground and fought even if it meant civil war. He should have fought, should, and many people agree with me. Many people agree with me. He should have stood and fought to the death in an American civil war and, and laid it down on the line and said, you are not taking this nation. But I think his actions speak violence. Amen. Okay, Brother Gerald, and also anybody that wants to ask any questions in the chat room on Mixler, you're welcome and free to right now start typing in the chat room on Mixler. I'm not looking at uh, WhatsApp and Telegram and MeWe right now. The only thing I'm looking at right now is Mixler, Mixler chat room. <clears throat> And while anybody is typing, I give Brother Gerald opportunity if you have anything to say. Oh, I saw one of the main Bible verses of the sermon today. It was on my mind to look for the word how, so I searched that. And the last time it appeared in the Bible was the first time that came up in James 5, verse 1. Okay, so... Brother Gerald says, James 5, verse 1, uh, he saw today and he looked up the word howl, H-O-W-L, to howl, like a dog howls. James 5, verse 1, come now, you rich, cry and howl for your miseries which are coming home. Amen. So he just looked up that word howl today, and that was the first search result. And that was one of the uh, verses to that. So it seems to be a confirmation of having seen that verse today. He saw that verse today. Come now, you rich, cry and howl for your miseries which are coming upon you. Amen. There's no good guy billionaires. We have to face the reality. There are no good guy billionaires. It is the rich against the poor. It is them against us. Now I have another point. You know who else is still thinking rich? The, the Pope? Uh, exactly. The Pope is filthy rich as well. There are no good guy billionaires. Come on now. Face the reality. Amen. And um, I don't know how many years we got left, one or two or more, but I don't know for sure who they're going to put up as a presidential candidate in, uh, I guess, the year 24. It might be uh, Ron, I guess his name is Ron, she, uh, 
DeSantis, DeSantis, governor of Florida, he seems like the best candidate that I know of right now. I don't know. If, I think that's who they will put up. I don't know. But whoever they put up as a Republican candidate up against uh, Hillary Clinton or some or whoever, I don't think they're going to put Biden back up there. I really don't think that, that Biden will run for president. I really don't think he will. He has the lowest rate of approval in all of American history. We have the highest gas classes we've ever had in all of America. I really don't think that they're going to run Biden up against a Republican candidate. And if, if there is a possibility, well, we won't even have an election because Biden is such a demonic dictator. I, I really don't know that we will have another election. I don't know. That's not a prophecy. I'm just speaking out loud. I'm just guessing. I'm just wondering. You know, I'm just wondering, are we going to have another president? I would not be surprised if the dictatorship of Biden becomes so extreme that they cancel the election. I'm, I'm just wondering. But if they were to put up DeSantis, he seems like the best candidate. And, of course, it will be God that chooses, and it will be the secret societies that will choose. Our vote will not count. But I will still vote against the most wicked candidate of what is publicly being proclaimed to exercise my right that at least I think I have and to keep that alive and exercised. If you don't exercise something, you lose it. So I like to at least have the uh, illusion, even if it is an illusion, I like to have that illusion that I have a right to vote. And whether it's an illusion or not, you're putting good vibes into the universe. I don't care if you call me new age cold. I don't care what you want. I serve the Lord. Amen. I know who I serve. And we need to exercise of speaking out publicly against the most wicked candidate and support the one that has the best public statements of values, biblical values, stuff like that. And who knows that God may grant us our petitions for that particular election. And who knows how it really works behind the scenes. Amen? So, because we don't know how everything works, and we should not pretend like we know how everything works, then let us continue to exercise our right to try to choose who will be president in case someone in power may consider our petitions. Okay. And then let's hold everybody accountable, no matter who wins, and no matter who they choose, this hold every president, every governor, every mayor, every politician on both sides accountable for their words and their actions. Amen? Let's hold them accountable for what they do, 
even if they're Republican or not, let's hold them accountable. Let's not treat Trump like an infall for God, like most uh, conservatives are doing. It's disgusting, absolutely disgusting, how most Trump supporters were idolizing him and treating him as an infall of God. It's disgusting. Okay, I don't see anything in the chat room, so I'll let y'all go. Thank you for listening, and I'll see y'all next week. And again, we're 22 days away from Pentecost. Continue to count the days as the Bible tells us to do. And until next week, God bless you. In Jesus' name. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.